Welcome to Wellspring Church Podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus' love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. We're going to be jumping into the Word soon. I've been accused recently of speaking fast. Jordan called me a gangster rapper yesterday for speaking so fast in a voice note to him. So if you're listening at home and you want to play it back later, just put it on a slower pace. All will be fine. In the room, you just white knuckle ride it. All fine. Um, we'll just, as people are coming back in, um, let me just begin to explain. Oh, no, let me put a timer on. That would be good for anyone who wants their lunch at lunchtime. Um, let's just begin to gather around the word. And we are in Advent series. Who's excited for Christmas? Is it too soon? No, it's never too soon. Never too soon. Come on now. We can do this. I know there's a challenge with Christmas in that you have Christmas and we sort of have our, you know, everything that pivots around Jesus, but we also have Christmas where things pivot around busyness, right? And that's, that can be a challenge. I know it can be a challenge. I know it can be exhausting. Um, but we want to today really focus on the important message of Christmas, the reason for Christmas, Christmas itself which is Jesus. And in our Advent series, we are looking at the eternal king, not an eternal king, not an occasional king, not a seasonal king, but the eternal king that is Jesus. And we are going through this carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Now, we've got lots of reasons for doing this. No, we don't. We only have one. It's not so that you can actually nail a carol if you go to a carol service and you don't even need to look and you can just look like, I know all the words. I can do this carol. This is not the reason. As much as we want you all to look good at all times, you know, we're not committed to that really. Um, The reason we're going through this carol is because it is so steeped in truth. And we know that all of us have done Christmas multiple times. Whether we've put Jesus at the center of Christmas or not, we've all done Christmas multiple times because none of us are brand new in the room. And therefore, we can approach Christmas with a bit of familiarity. And you know what happens with familiarity? You stop, kind of lose your awe about something. And so what we want to do is we want to try every time to just bring a bit of freshness so that we can approach Christmas with fresh perspective, so that we can see Jesus again with fresh eyes. Why? Because then we can fall in love with him more. And it's good to see Jesus. And the more we see Jesus, the more we can love him. And the more we love him, the more everything changes. So that's why we're doing it. So we are looking at the eternal king. We are looking at Jesus. And as we get to the bit in Hark the Herald, we're just sort of jumping around the song a bit. I'm not going to sing it to you. Didn't the band do great, by the way? I think really, I have no idea where they've all gone. But, you know, they've been raptured. Really good. That's a whole other story. Um, Really good. Really good today. Anyway, what was I just about to say? Um, I'm not going to sing it, but the lines in Hark the Herald that we're looking at today is light and life. That Jesus brings light and life to all. And there's healings in his wings. Don't you think this is amazing that we can not only lean into this, but this is our truth. Light and life. To all he brings, risen with healings in his wings. So we're going to talk about light. We're going to talk about the eternal light. We're going to talk about the difference that having an eternal light makes. I don't know about you, but um, I like lights. 
I, I really like lights. I do not like, you know, not being able to see where I'm going. I like lights. But the thing about Jesus being the eternal light is he is a light that never goes out. Have you ever had a light that fails you just when you need it? Just when you need it. You know, I, so we've got, um, we've got wardrobes. Do you have wardrobes? <laughs> we have wardrobes. Um, we have wardrobes. Tim made them. Um, they work, you know, open the door, stuff everything in, close the door, run away and pray. That type of wardrobe is mine. His is really ordered. Um, anyway, um, but Tim put lights in. This is, listen, I'm, your DIY skills are exquisite, brilliant, love you. Um, so Tim put lights in the wardrobes. But the thing about these lights is mine are intermittent. They're meant to come on when, they, you, know, when you open the wardrobe and then you can see what you need. Not so. Now, don't now comment on what I'm, I deliberately wore what I'm wearing now, okay? It's not, you know, oh, you didn't see what you were wearing today, did you? Um, no, 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 this was deliberate. But there's so many times I go to my wardrobe, it's like, I can't see, so I'm then getting my phone to get the torch out. Like, what am I looking for in here? You know, rummage into Narnia. There are times when lights fail us. There are times when we put our life on lights that fail us. There are times when we make decisions thinking something is solid and going to be there forever and is going to solve all things, and that light goes out. Do you know what I mean? Those relationships that we think, this relationship, this is the center of God's will, this is perfect, this is amazing, this is going to last forever, and oh, it didn't. Or this job, I'm going to have this job, everything's going to be amazing because this is the perfect place, this is the perfect job, I'm going to be in this place, I'm trusting in it, this, this is light, this is good, and then... It goes out. And some of the things that we, we rely on become unreliable. People we rely on become unreliable. Situations we depend on suddenly change. Things we took for granted that we thought were going to be forever suddenly aren't. And the light that we thought it was is not. That's not Jesus. Jesus is the eternal king, the eternal light, never able to be put out, snuffed out, removed, or diminished. Permanent, 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 everlasting light and king. This is amazing. This is who we lean into today is the eternal light. Now, as I said, I love lights, and I love Christmas lights. I love the little lights. I, I love little lights. And every Christmas, we put more Christmas lights up, and um, we're nearly there this year. We're really late. It's late. It's, it's, honestly, it's whatever we are in December, I feel late already. But anyway, we, we, every year we put Christmas lights up. And every year I try and sneak some to stay in the house. because Oh, yeah, because I think, you know, you can't get enough lights. And I like little lights. They make me happy. Um, so we, we keep lights back. So we've got some in the lounge all year round. We've got some in our back room all year round. I've got some in the kitchen all year round. And as soon as, you know, dusk, <gasps> I can put the little lights on. Now, they're utterly useless for, you know, really being functional in the home. But they just look pretty, and I like them. But, you know, they, they show me where I need to actually put the main light on. But I like them. So we had some lights that we put up yesterday. Bless you. So we've got a tree that came down from the loft. We're that sort of family. Came down from the loft. It's, it's fine. We, we put it up and think, oh, it's still squashed. Never mind. Um, and Tim put some lights on. Now, we, these are new lights. They're a warm white. I was there saying, we need a cold white because this is what I'm going to do on the tree. No, we need warm lights. I said, we need lots of lights for the tree because, you know, you've got to cover the tree, right? Because it's not a great tree. You want lots of lights. Um, so we wanted lots of lights. And there's plenty here. Honestly, you could light the whole house, says Tim. So we put the tree up. Tim put the lights up. 
Then I took them down and put the right lights up. Now, this is, this is not because I'm a control freak. This is important to understand. It's not because I'm a control freak. It's just that I was right. And he wasn't. So, so the lights, their lights have to change. And now, you know, now the house is a mess. Because you know what it's like when you're trying to decorate with Christmas tree. You bring everything down, and then you... You stop halfway through and we've run out of time. And now it's like the house looks like our loft has just vomited <laughs> into our lounge. It's a beautiful experience. You should come around and see it. But anyway, lights are really important. Now, when it comes to Jesus being the eternal light, when we lean into the word of God, we can see right from the first book in the Bible all the way through, light has a theme. It's there right from the beginning. Why? Because Jesus was there right from the beginning. And because throughout the Bible... The Lord is trying to help us see Jesus, to discover Jesus, to have signposts to Jesus. So um, you, this is not going to come up on the screen, but I'll just remind you of it. You know, in the Genesis, the narrative that explains that God created everything and started everything off in the first place, you will remember, or you will be told for the first time, surprise, that God separated light and dark. Do you remember? I, let me actually give you some scripture. That would help some of you think that this is actually from the word of God. So um, from Genesis, you could read this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and the darkness covered the deep waters, and the, God, the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters, and God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness, which is where you get the day and night language coming. So God separated night and day, and he said that the light was good. Now, we sometimes then think, oh, that makes the night bad. That makes the darkness bad. But that was never said. It was never said. It was just that the light was good. Then just a few days later, not necessarily literal days, before the literalist in the room go, oh, um, not necessarily that. But what you then happen is God speaks in more descriptive about the lights. And this is what he says. Um, about the lights, then God said that, oh no, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made stars, and God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night and to separate the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. So we have this picture of God putting lights into the light and God putting lights into the darkness. Why? Because he wants us to have light in the darkness. Why? Because we lean in. Jesus is the eternal light, king of all kings for eternity, in the light and in the dark. Now, there are three scriptures I'm going to read us and we're going to lean into, and they're through the Gospels, and it is understanding how God introduces light in the New Testament context as Jesus, how Jesus steps into the mandate, <gasps> into the mat, let's not move, into the mandate of being the light, and how then the challenge comes to us, if we are Christ followers, that we get to be part of the light story, part of his narrative into dark spaces, part of his reflecting of God's glory. Throughout the Old Testament, time after time, light is represented. Isaiah, throughout Isaiah, you can see how the prophecy of Jesus is there saying, light is coming, light is coming, light is coming. And then we get to the New Testament and the beginning of John's gospel, 
The light is coming, light is coming, light is coming. Light has come. And let's look at this together. From John's Gospel at the beginning, the word was with God. And the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. Say everyone. Everyone. Even when we feel in darkness, there is light for everyone. And if you are part of everyone, which I think we all are, then this is good news today. So the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. That is not a, oh my gosh, the light's gone out, where's my torch on my mobile phone moment? This is an eternal, everlasting, unshakable, undimmable, is that a word? It is now undimmable source of eternal glory, the eternal king, the eternal light. Okay, As Jesus was stepping into his ministry, he stepped into who God had purposed in that season. And when you get into Matthew's gospel, this is what um, happens. Jesus spoke to the disciples once more and he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. This is an amazing reality that you can walk through darkness in light. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Or the word of God is a lamp to my feet. So many times we understand this. You can be in darkness, but not of darkness. In darkness, but yet with light. Because Jesus is the eternal king. Jesus is the eternal light. He is with us. One more time, when Jesus was with his disciples, I think this is one of the moments where the disciples have gone, sorry, what? When Jesus is speaking, they're just getting their head around the fact that Jesus is the light, that he's saying, I am the light, this is who I am, follow me, you'll never walk in darkness, if you stay close to me, you will always be in the light. Then Jesus turns to his disciples, and in this just fantastic moment, he kind of puts it onto them when he says, you are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand, and it's there it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So here's the thing. Jesus is the eternal king. Jesus is the eternal light. He stands up and says, I am the light of the world. But then almost kind of in the same sort of season of time, he is saying to his disciples, by the way, you are the light of the world. Not the light. That's me, says Jesus. No, but you're part of shining light, being lights. You're like the little lights. I am the big light. Because what do we do? We get to reflect Jesus wherever he puts us. Now, this is the challenge. Because the reason why Jesus says to his disciples, okay, you're the light. When people see you, they're going to see the Father. This is a challenge for us walking through 2022. The reason being it's a challenge is because our culture, and if you connect with our culture in any way, if you ever go onto the socials, you know, if you're ever in a sort of cultural context, our culture says, my life my truth. I'm going to be the best version of me. I'm going to live live the best life I can. I'm going to live my truth. 
I'm going to live my truth as authentically as I can. Now, I'm not saying we should be fake, and I'm not saying we shouldn't um, live authentically. No, 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 no. But as a Christ follower, we are not called to live our best life, representing our bestness. We are called to represent Jesus, to live his best life where he positions us for his purpose, display his glory, not to get our following, but to get followers for him. Because this is what we're purposed for. This is what we're positioned for. But our culture says it's me, myself, and I. And our culture says, make your best story shine out. And Jesus says, be my best me through you. That was weird English. (laughs) Because Jesus wants to shine his life through us so that as we walk in darkness, we are coming alongside other people who are also walking in darkness, and they will see Jesus in us. And when they see Jesus in us, they will see the Father. Because you get to the Father through Jesus. So when we bring them to Jesus, Jesus takes them to the Father, everyone is saved. Because Jesus came for everyone which means he's going to position us in places that are sometimes a bit weird and unique. And he's going to position us with family members. Pray for mine. No, he's he's going to position us with family members so that we can be Jesus to them. I am not just the crazy aunt. I am the crazy aunt. I like the job. But I'm not just the crazy aunt. I am Jesus with skin on in my family, which is exciting at Christmas when they all come together. really exciting. (laughs) No, it is. It's great. We're called to be Jesus, the light reflecting the light for the world to see. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been been in some dark places. I've been in some weird places. And recently, I've been in some really weird places. So um, my day job, I I don't do this by day. I do this by night. No, that doesn't make sense at all. I don't do this by day. My day job is um, a CEO of a charity. So the charity is Dignify. We're helping children and young people have healthy relationships online and offline. And um, we talk a lot about porn as the harmful bit. Um, And anyway, I was um, up in Birmingham recently. And um, I was up there because I was speaking at a seminar to youth workers. Fantastic opportunity to help youth workers connect with helping children and young people um, in some very real gritty conversations. Anyway, um, I was also exhibiting, um, which is a new experience being an exhibitor. Um, It basically means you stand up for a long time and talk to a lot of people. And these were all youth workers, which means they're all, you know, cool and hip. Um, so they never go to bed. They just stay up all night. So you had to, I had to stay exhibiting till about 11.30 at night. Like, I am a pumpkin by this stage, you know. And, um, you know, tough skin, seedy. Um, anyway, no. Um, <laughs> no, that's just not true. That just came to me. It's just wrong. We'll delete that from the real thing. Um, anyway, I had to stay there till 11.30 at night. And then I had to go to the hotel where I was staying. The hotel, once I got into the hotel, it was fine. But where the hotel was positioned was, hmm, hmm, you know, hmm, a bit scary. Hmm. So um, as you, you know, you, and they didn't have a car park. So you had to park in a multi-story car park. Now, I've done multi-story car parks before. I understand the basics of a multi-story car park. Um, you know, you have to go up and up and up until you find a space, and then you have to go down and down and down to get out. Anyway, I was in this multi-story car park, and I was getting out because I had to go to the hotel. And I have never been as afraid as I was in this car park for a long time. So there was a physical darkness to the space. The light was like, <laughs> could we not make it brighter and, you know have more people, (laughs) you know, so it was was definitely like, oh, who's hiding where? It was definitely one of those. But there's also then when you could have the light, you then see things that you don't want to see. 
you know, it's one of those car parks. So it, it turned out it was the social place where people could swap and sell things and buy things in the middle of the night. Um, like drugs, um, I'm assuming is what they were selling. Um, and they, they, people would talk to you saying, you know, can I use your phone? I really need to call someone. It's like, no, you can't. And, you know, and then there was, you know, the, the beautiful thing I got in the lift and it was a tiny, tiny lift. It's like, I'm never doing this again because when someone comes into this tiny space with you, you are like literally praying to Jesus. In that moment, I'm going to meet Jesus. Anyway, the man in the lift was not Jesus. Um, <coughs> just so you say, wow, is that his name? No, 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 no. And then so after that, I decided, okay, I'm always going to take the stairs. That was not wise either. You know, I don't know which was worse. The lift where, oh, I'm with somebody talking to Jesus. Or down the stairs where, you know, let's face it, it was a very convenient public urinal, but also a very convenient public toilet for non-urinal purposes, deposits, <laughs> deposits. And I'm like, okay, you know, we can do this. And then you have to step over the people who are doing their drug deals. And honestly, I did what every self-respecting adult mother does at this point, is I rang my student daughter. She's a student. She was going to be awake. You know, it was a really bad, de definite search. She's going to be awake. She's the only one in my family who's definitely going to be awake. So I called her and I said, hey, I'm in a car park. It's a little bit dark and scary. She goes, I've got you, Mum. Now, it's sad that I didn't need to explain. I would have liked to have had to explain, but she knew. She's a girl. She knows what it is to walk with your keys. Anyway, she was, at that moment, reflecting Jesus in my dark space. She tracked me. <laughs> she talked to me. She prayed for me and reflected Jesus' light into this dark place. And she did the same again the next night. When I was in a different car park, it was even more scary. And it's not because I tried to find a better car park, it's just that the first car park was closed. Who closes a car park? They did. Um, but anyway, so I was, I was scared for two nights to feel my pain. But my daughter was on the end of the phone reflecting Jesus into a dark space. I was really blessed. She was, I know a number... <laughs> She hasn't changed it. She hasn't banned me or blocked me. You know, I know her number. We can connect. But what about the people who are walking in dark spaces who need Jesus? Who is going to reflect the light of Jesus in their darkness? We are. We are. So this week I had the privilege with my day job to go into the House of Commons and I was speaking at an event that was all about eliminating violence against women and girls link back to Birmingham's car park. Um, but, um, so I was speaking about this and how we can eliminate violence against women and girls. And obviously I was there to say, well, we can't do that unless we tackle the harm of normalizing porn amongst children and young people. So if we want to you know, see this, we have to talk about this. Anyway, I was in this space and at the end of it, um, I wasn't there to talk about Jesus. I was, <laughs> I was there to talk about porn. Um, but anyway, at the end, I did, I did, Jesus did get a mention, but not in my talk. That would have been weird. Um, but anyway, at the end of this, this presentation thing, three um, young girls came up to me at the end. They were students from a school that is in London, and they came up so excited about what they'd heard me say, so excited that this was being articulated within their hearing, because this type of conversation, they said, this does not get talked about enough, and we are in this dark place, and you are talking about something, and they were so excited. But then a sadness came on them, because they were like, could you come into our school? Could you come into our school? And I'm going, like, of course I can. Of course I can, but we'll need permission. Like, otherwise I'm going to get arrested. So we'll need permission. You've got to go and find a friendly teacher. You've got to be... But this is where then it got sad. 
You see, we were talking about sexual harassment, and they were suddenly like, but they feel that from one of their teachers. Then they said, do you think you would be able to get through the barriers of our school, on, uh, not physical barriers, on the basis that it's a religious school? So I said, tell me a little bit more about this. It's a faith-based school, and yet in that space, they feel a darkness. It is possible to be a light space and yet have darkness in a light space. So I said to them, I said, hey, I have a secret weapon. And they're like, wow. I don't know if they suddenly thought I was like, you know, <clears throat> I don't know what they thought at that point. But I said, no, I have a secret weapon. I speak that language too. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, I speak that language. I can talk to your school about faith and why it's okay and essential to talk about this conversation in that space. And they were like, oh, okay, okay. We are called to be light wherever there is darkness. Even if it's a dark space that has the lights on, even if it's a space that we think is actually already full of light, we are called to be positioned for purpose wherever we are positioned. There's a purpose. We are called to reflect the light of Jesus. And we can do that all the time, every time. Why? Because he's the eternal light. So whatever dark space you have to go to or you find yourself in, when Jesus is in you, he's in you. And the light will never be extinguished by any darkness. So that means wherever we are, whenever we're there, Jesus, the eternal light, can shine in the darkness through us if we let him, if we stay connected to him, if we stay close to him, if we stay following him. Now, what about the darkness that is not around us but is in us? What about those thoughts we have that we think, if they knew I thought like that, they would not be my friend? If they knew that I had this issue, they would judge me. If they knew that I was dealing with this, it might be the end of a beautiful relationship. Those dark places within us that we think nobody can see, that we hide from God because it is, feels easier to hide it, than deal with the brightness of his glory revealing the darkest of the darkness. Just me? The beautiful thing about Jesus, he doesn't judge. He redeems. He rescues. He restores. You remember the woman caught in adultery? He distracted everybody who was going to stone her, and they skulked away, and he restored her dignity. When we have the things that are not of God brought into the light of God, he redeems us and restores us and pours his love and grace and brings light into that darkness, into that space. He brings his light. And I think for some of us, we carry around our darkness shoved into little pockets of our innermost self and hope that nobody will find us out. 
And the amazing thing is, when we just bring that to God, the grace of Jesus pours through, and the darkness is extinguished by the gorgeous, glorious light and life of Jesus, risen with healings in his wings. Risen with healings. Risen because he was crucified and he rose again. And by his crucifixion and death on the cross and resurrection, we are healed. We are restored for eternity into a relationship with Jesus and with the Father. Risen with healings because he died for the sacrifice of our sins to be able to enable us to step into the healing that he's purposed for us and to step into the light in all parts of our life. Our mind, our being, and our circumstances can have the light of Christ in them when we step into Jesus and when we receive the eternal light. How are we doing for time? Oh, I should have looked a minute ago. (laughs) It's flashing at me, which basically means your lunch is burnt. (laughs) We're going to we're 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 gonna bring this into close. I did I said earlier, I said we're going to pray now, and the band where's my meerkat moment? He like I'm ready. Um, do the band want to come? That was, uh, I mean, I'm, you're not doing the meerkat impression. I'm disappointed, but, um, but it's, it's okay. He, he was on alert. On alert. You're right there, Clive. You just, you know, it's caught on camera. Is that what it was? Did you have one different from us? <laughs> Is that what Steph was drinking? No, just kidding, we won't go there. Um, Jesus, eternal light. Eternal light. Immovable, unextinguishable, undimmable. unremovable. I think I'm making up all the words now. You understand what I'm trying to say? He's permanent forever. Whether you accept him or not doesn't change his identity. He is the eternal light. But you know, this this time of year, as we reflect on Jesus, we have a moment that can change us forever. It's not just a moment that, oh, we had a good Christmas, it was nice and light. We have a moment to reconnect or connect deeper with Jesus as the source of all light. And we have an opportunity to bring him our darkness or to recognize the darkness around us where he positions us for purpose, the purpose of reflecting his light for those around us. So I want to encourage you to think, where are you positioned? Many of us, many of us, are really great Christians in public. (laughs) We will reflect the glory of Jesus in public really well. We can do that. We can bring out our Jesus jazz hands. We can do that. But in our home life, in our home life, where we're either living on our own and in danger of spiraling into negative thoughts really easily because no one says, come back, or because we're living with people who breathe in the wrong way, 
you don't. Well, not always. Do you know what I mean, though? It's like, you're now really annoying. <laughs> I was going to make it. I won't. This is the serious bit. <laughs> we have to be real. We are meant to be light wherever we're positioned. And if the people we're living with us wind us up, then we need to draw closer to Jesus and ask him to be so bright in our lives that we see them like he does. Because he is never annoyed by any of us. He loves us. He chooses us. He chooses us. So the invitation is, will we choose him to be the light in us, to shine through us wherever he positions us for his purpose, to be the light for those around us? And will we give him all of our dark spaces, all of our dark thoughts, all of our dark junk, and says, I am here, I come as I am, to you, the eternal light. Be my light in me and through me. So if you're able, why don't you stand? We're going to pray. Then Clive's going to lead us in. Holy Spirit, we know you're in this room. And we know you're in the rooms with people connecting at home or online, wherever they are. We know you are everywhere. Jesus, I thank you that you are the eternal king and you are the eternal light and I thank you Jesus that in you your light brings life to everyone and I thank you that in your light and life there is healing available because of your crucifixion death and resurrection that you are risen with healings And I thank you, Lord, that in this room and at home, you are able to bring physical healing and mental healing and situational healing and recovery into relationships and recovery into thought lives and recovery into workplace demands that are so difficult and are so dark and are so heavy and so weighty. And yet you can be light in those places. And Lord, I pray for a fresh anointing on each one of us to be your light where you've positioned us. And Lord, I pray that even right now you would kind of rejuvenate and rekindle and recommission us into our homes and into our families and into our extended families and friendship circles that we'll connect with this month in particular and into our workplaces and into our neighborhoods. Lord, recommission us as your light into all spaces, light or dark, that we might be your light, reflecting your goodness, your glory for the world to see you, Jesus, in us. Jesus, may we be you with skin on as light to demonstrate you to the world around us through our thoughts, through our words, and as your word said, that our deeds, our very actions, whether we speak or not, our deeds would display your glory for all the world to see. And all God's people said, Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or joining us on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. in person and online.